0: you're listening to the Covenant Original Podcast. Today we have the full live recording of our 2018 Vision Sunday. For better viewing, check out the video version on our website in the Sermon Archive. Enjoy listening to what God is doing here at Covenant Church.
1: Hey, good morning. Welcome to Vision Sunday at Covenant Church. How are we doing today? It's good to see you. You guys look good. I'm happy to be here with you guys to talk through the vision of our church. You know, the vision and the mission has always been the same for us as a church. And it surrounds the mission and vision of God. And Jesus demonstrates this and tells us about this in Luke 19 when he says that he came to help me say this to seek and save the lost. This is, has this has been the vision of this church from the very first time that we met. It's always been about reaching people for Jesus Christ and making disciples. And so I'm happy to say that that has been taking place in a very strong way. However, without vision, the mission is difficult to accomplish. Would you agree? Without vision. In fact, Proverbs 29 says it like this. It says that where there's no vision, the people cast off restraints. Another version says it like this. Where there's no vision, the people perish. And so vision is important. But here's the catch. Not only is vision important the right vision is important would you agree with that it's not enough just to have vision but you have to have the right. it's not enough just to have vision you have to have the right vision not only that but you also have to be able to cast a compelling vision that is going to be easily understood and move people towards the future if you can't cast vision if you can't cast a compelling vision or if you're casting the wrong vision then you're just going to make it very difficult for people And casting vision can be very tricky. I love how scripture puts it in the book of Habakkuk, probably your favorite book of the Bible. Habakkuk chapter two says it like this. Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, for us on paper, (laughs) so that he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end, it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it it will surely come. It will not delay. You know, casting vision or carrying out vision in a church context, quite honestly, can be very tricky. It can be very difficult. It can be very challenging because, let's be honest, the vision that God has for this world, to seek and save the lost, that's a very daunting vision for a church. Would you agree? That's very intimidating but, but then there's those times when we feel like we've been at it for so long, and we don't really see a lot of traction, or at least not as much traction as we would hope. And so sometimes vision just feels like a true test of endurance. And so I love what the author says here. He says, if it seems slow, wait for it, because God's vision will always be accomplished. God's vision will always come to pass. What I've found personally, and we've talked about this before as a family, is that one of the greatest indicators of God's future faithfulness, in other words, one of the greatest indicators of God completing the vision he has placed in our hearts as a church community, is actually to go back and see his previous faithfulness. The greatest indicator of what God is going to do is what God has done, and so Just if I can, because I don't get to preach much today. Can I just get a quick preaching moment in this morning? Is that okay? Has God been faithful to us as a church? Has God been faithful to you? Do we not serve a faithful God? I think we should be clapping a whole lot more for a faithful God who has never failed us. Amen. And so with that, I thought what would be good is for us to actually go back and kind of review this year, just really briefly, and highlight God's faithfulness and all the things that he has done to build this church through us. In the first quarter of this year, we did a soft launch of the Again Campaign. How many of us were there at the Again Campaign? The Again Campaign was an initiative uh, where we felt as a staff that God was calling us to prepare to go from a place of portability as a church to a more permanent fixture in our community. Now, that's a pretty scary move. That's a pretty scary thing. And we didn't really have much to that, just the faith that we needed to be obedient. And on that evening, at the launch of the Again campaign, I'm really excited to say that that you donated $150,000 over and above your consistent, obedient, giving and tithing to this church. $150,000, I think we should celebrate that. And it's... And it's interesting to see how God works because it was shortly after that that we were in contact with, a, with, a, with someone in this community who owned a piece of property and was not interested in selling said piece of property, but we just kept wearing him down. And, uh, and in the end, and we're going to talk about this more in a little while, in the end, uh, ended up doing a charitable donation of seven acres to us. And on the other, on the other side, we would purchase seven acres. And so what that looks like is this, 14 acres, nearly 14 and a half acres, really, for us as a church, half of it charitably donated. Isn't that amazing? That's an awesome thing. And so we are currently in contract on that land. And because of your sacrificial giving over and above, we were able to have that conversation. Had we not been obedient in that moment, in in January, in February, when we felt like God was calling us to do this, we would have missed that opportunity. It wouldn't have even been a conversation, and yet now here we are, less than a year later, having a different conversation. So God has been faithful. Not only that, but also then in the second quarter, we saw Kids Fest. Kids Fest is an awesome opportunity for parents and children to encounter one another and play and worship on our church property. And we saw a tremendous amount of children and families show up to Kids Fest and have a great time. And I have to give props to our children's director, Stacy Edwards. We call her Miss Stacy Because of her great leadership, it was a tremendous success. And... She's also, she also has a wonderful uh, children's leadership team that you may not even realize, but they are hard at work every single Sunday and throughout the week. They're changing diapers. They're planning curriculum. And I thought maybe just for a moment, if we could just clap for them and make a lot of noise and celebrate them this morning. Thank you guys for what you do. Thank you. Not only that, but um, another one of our initiatives, I'm really excited to talk about this one. We just wrapped it up, For Grove City. Now, let me give you a couple statistics. You wanna hear something crazy? This past week in Four Grove City, our desire was to love on our city with asking nothing in return. We just wanted to love on people. And because of that, we had a different outreach event every day. We had over 300 volunteers show up and donated over... 690 hours of time serving our city this past week. Isn't that amazing? That is incredible. That's incredible. That is incredible. Here's a couple of the things that we did. We we delivered 90 gift bags and uh, to the Meadow Grove Transitional Housing uh, right up the road here. We were able to put on a worship experience for them. We did some acoustic hymns and worship. We were able to lay hands on them and pray with them. Let them know that they're not alone, but that they are they are thought about and that they are prayed for. We passed out over 1,500 door hangers at a prayer walk on Monday, inviting our community to trunk or treat, and then. God really blew away our expectations, didn't he? What's so funny? What happened? What did I do? What did I say? Yeah, God blew us away at Trunk or Treat. What are you talking about? And uh, God blew us away at Trunk or Treat, didn't he? I mean, we had over 1,400, nearly 1,400 people stand in line to walk through our Trunk or Treat. Isn't that amazing? That's so cool. That is so cool. We also prepared and delivered meals to all of the fire stations um, in Jackson Township. So, over, so four, four different fire stations, we we took the meals, we took them custom gift baskets and handwritten notes, and then just yesterday, we had so many of you and your families come out to uh, a nonprofit that we are building a strong relationship with. They're called the Bed Brigade. The Bed Brigade delivers... Uh, beds to needy children around Columbus. They build them and then deliver them. And around 40, 45 of you showed up yesterday, and we built 20 beds, delivered 19 beds to six different families in need. And uh, we had an awesome, awesome time. Can we just celebrate that for a minute? What an awesome week it has been. God has also been moving in the spiritual development of us, of us as a church as well. Uh, we've seen new Sea Life groups started this past year. We've, we've seen new Sea Life leaders rise up and take ownership. We've seen a second student ministry house officially launched. we formed new partners, partnerships with missionaries from Italy and Scotland to expand God's kingdom. And we've also seen over 75 people make a first-time confession of faith this year in 2018. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. But as good as this year has been, I'm really excited to talk with you about some new things, some new opportunities and new resources and initiatives that are going to be taking place in the first part of this next year and then moving forward. And to do that, I've invited the head of our creative department to come and share with us. So if you would, welcome to the stage, Pastor Seth. And
2: share with us. We need to talk to you today about some of the things that the creative department has going on. My name is Seth, and I serve as the creative pastor here at Covenant Church. And what that means is I have the privilege of overseeing the worship arts, the design, and the communications ministries of Covenant. We do a lot of different things. And, and one of our sayings that we say within our department is that we exist to tell the story of how God is moving in the individual lives and the church as a whole of, of what God is doing right here in our midst. We do that in a lot of different ways, things that you guys see, like our story videos that happen on Sunday morning, other types of creative videos, our original music that we have an opportunity to, to write and sing here and often record. So my creative team is a hard work, working group of very talented people. And we can't wait to share with you a couple of the things that they're working on. Uh, To share more about one of the things that we're most excited about, please help me in welcoming our lead video designer, Luke Carmichael.
0: What's up? What's up? Thanks, Pastor Seth. So this is cool. I'm glad I'm up here. So, hey, what's up? So, you guys may have noticed some changes this year. There's these new lights, and there's these two random guys with cameras, and, you know, it looks a little bit different. That's because we've been testing and launching our, like, our video ministry that happened earlier this year. I'm sure some of you have seen it online, which is pretty cool. But we're not stopping there. We have some big news coming. It's pretty cool. So, consuming content right now in the modern day is changing, and it's changing a lot inside the church, and we think that's happening. So... You know, sometimes we miss church, sometimes we miss church because of travel, or we're sick, or we're in a different country. Uh, And we feel like we can use technology to leverage the gospel and get it in front of people who are not in here for this worship experience. So with that reason, we're going to go ahead and announce today that we're going to be doing Covenant live streaming next year. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah it's pretty cool. We've been working on it me and my team for the past like six months under undercover. nobody knows about it. We've been trying to figure out how on earth you can do a live stream in a movie theater, which is kind of difficult. As you can see sometimes the screen just turns off and that kind of stuff. So but the cool thing is we're live streaming right now and I want to show you guys an example of that up on the screen. So it's gonna it's gonna pop up here in a second, hopefully. And oh, here it comes. Like I said, Mobile Church, this is why we're going to have an awesome building one day. Okay. Well, while we're waiting, let me tell you where you can watch this live stream. So we're going to have it on mo- most, I can see myself right there, there I am, but you guys can't see it. So we'll be on most platforms. We're going to be on Facebook and YouTube at the beginning, and then also our website. So you'll be able to watch it in all those locations, which is pretty cool. You'll be able to comment, and there'll be, you know, you can talk to each other. It's going to be awesome. But it's going to be launching at the beginning of next year, in the first quarter of 2019, and I'm really, really excited to share it with you. Uh, I don't think this is going to work, so I'm not going to waste your guys' time anymore. So it's going to be cool, I promise. Thank you so much for having me. Covenant live streaming is going to be awesome.
2: Thank you, Luke. Hey, if you guys can pop it up, go ahead and pop it up. We can show them here in just a minute. If not, I want to talk to you guys about some of the other things that we're going to be doing uh, as we work with this technology, leveraging this live stream technology to continue to put the gospel and gospel teaching in front of you as much as we possibly can. We're super excited about using this and moving forward. And so that's why I'm also excited to announce Covenant Midweek. So Covenant Midweek is going to be a live stream podcast that happens every single week where myself, Pastor Travis, and sometimes other guests will get together and continue a conversation about whatever we're going through in our current series in the middle of the week as we continue to talk about what is going on in our teaching and and what God is doing in our church. One of the toughest things about being a communicator and preparing teaching and preaching and that sort of thing is the format only allows for so much time. And so a lot of what you prepare ends up getting cut for time. And so, we want to use this opportunity to continue that conversation and get a little bit deeper into some of the things that we've been talking about in our current series each and every week. We expect this to launch sometime in the early part of the new year and we're really excited about this opportunity to continue to dig deeper in gospel teaching, dig deeper into whatever God has us going through as a church and putting that in front of you and having you able to access that where you're already going for all of your content and your media. So we're excited about that. Let's celebrate this. covenant midweek. But we're not stopping there. We have a lot of creative things that we've been working on. And one of the areas that God has also blessed us is our covenant music team. Our covenant music team is so incredibly talented. We have an opportunity to write and record and release original music and uh, to talk more about some of those projects that we have coming up. I want you to help me in welcoming up our covenant music team leader, Zach Taylor.
3: All right, all right. How's everybody doing? Awesome. Awesome. Well, back in 2016, uh, we released our first full length album called All This Light. And that was when we really realized how much of a passion we had for releasing original music for our church and for the Church of Christ. So, The next year, 2017, we released a couple singles. We released The Mountain, followed by Hope and Grace, and then just this past month, we released a third called God Is In Us, which we were really excited about. But it doesn't stop there. We have been continuing to record music and write new music, and I am super excited to announce that on November 30th, we are releasing our first Christmas album. Yeah, yeah. We love, we love Christmas music. I'm sure you all love Christmas music. So now, to give you a little example of what that's going to sound like, here's a little clip for you. So that's that. Um, Yeah. We're super excited about that. You'll be hearing that song as well as several other Christmas classics that you know and love at our Christmas service on December 23rd. So to stay up to date with all the future music projects we have going on, follow us on social media at COVNT Music. Thank you, guys. (laughs)
2: Thank you, Zach. So hopefully you'll join us at a Covenant Christmas on December 23rd. We're excited about that. That's another one of our great services that we have every single year. So please mark your calendars for that. As you can see, the Covenant uh, team has been working hard. The Covenant creative team has been working hard on a lot of different things. And I actually have one more thing that I want to share with you uh, before we move on to some of the other things that Covenant has going on. And uh, one of the things that we get asked a lot is if people are allowed to buy like shirts or if they're allowed to buy a mug, or if we're ever gonna make a hat or a sweatshirt or that type of thing. So today I have good news for you who ask that question. Today we are announcing Covenant Apparel. So, yes. You will be able to go to shop.covnt.church starting today and you can check out some of the apparel that's already live on the shop. We have hats and mugs that are going to be coming, some decals, stickers, those sorts of things that are going to be coming. But right now you can go and you can look at some t-shirts, some hoodies, those types of things, and you can even pre-order those. We're saying that this is apparel with a purpose. Now let me explain that. What that means is that it's apparel in the sense that you can buy it and you can wear it and you can rep your home church and you can look fly while doing it, but it has a purpose because every single dollar that we make will go towards some sort of missions initiative, missions trip, outreach project, or other special project. So with our fall 2018 line that we're announcing today, every single dollar that we make, instead of going in the pocket of homage or whoever else, we're going to have going into our building fund as we continue to try and raise the money we need to build our home building. So Starting today you can go and you can pre-order. Pre-orders will be available until about December 1st and then we'll begin fulfilling those orders. So understand that this is a pre-order and then fulfillment right here at church process. They won't be shipped to you, but you can go and you can order on order them online at the shop. So Whenever this service is over, go to shop.covnt.church and you can check out some of the things that we have designed and up available for pre-order now. So we're very excited about that. Can we just celebrate that? That's good stuff. So now you can stop asking me about sweatshirts. Go and buy yourself one. So we're so thankful and excited about all of these things that the creative department has been able to work on, but there's other stuff going on in our church and we're excited to talk more about that as well. So please
1: welcome back up Pastor Travis. Thanks. As somebody who calls Covenant their home, I'm really, really thankful for how hard Pastor Seth and his whole creative department work um, in in doing these things and putting together these shirts and these songs. He has a real heart to connect to church community. I'm very thankful for that. But as the pastor of this church, um, I also recognize that we have some very practical needs as well, And part of that comes from the fact that we have a lot of young families within our church, and these young families have a lot of children, uh, myself included. And in fact, uh, 30% of our overall church is made up of people under the age of 18. That's a lot of kids. Like, that's a lot of kids, right? And uh, as a result of that, what happens is every week we get calls, emails, text messages, um, just Parents crying their eyes out, whatever it turns out to be. Um, And we get a lot of questions regarding, how do I parent a child? What what does it look like to raise kids or teenagers with a biblical worldview? And and so what we have developed and what we are excited to announce is this new initiative called Summit. Summit. Summit is going to be a forum where you are going to be able to ask questions, and then we as a pastoral staff are going to sit and talk through some of the difficult questions that may need a little bit more delicate touch than a Sunday morning can give. In fact, if you have your cell phone, I'm going to ask if you would just to pull it out right now. I'm going to put a link on the screen, and I'm going to show you some of the most asked questions that we get throughout a month by our church family regarding families in a biblical worldview. There I am. Um, No, I'm not. But You can see it right here. So here's what I'm gonna ask you to do. I'm gonna ask you to go to, I don't think I can do this actually without showing you the website. Can you see that yet? No? Okay. Let's see if we can give it a minute here to do this, to load this up. Um, This section right here is going to make our end section even that much better, just so you know what we are experiencing right now. But to say the least, it's funny, because I can see myself turning around on this in live stream. you can't see me at all. Um, so to get me out of this awkward position, I'm actually gonna invite Pastor David to the stage. Would you welcome here this morning? I'm happy to get people out of awkward positions,
4: that's, uh just an awkward transition. So anyway, my name is Pastor David. I'm the Covenant Life pastor here. I get to oversee our kids' ministries, our student ministries, our adult sea life groups. And in the Covenant Life ministries, what we view our mission as is we are training disciples to lead the church without end. Okay? And so our goal is from birth to death that we are all being disciples making disciples and so today as we talk a little bit about this summit I wanted to first introduce you all to our C kids director mrs. Stacy Edwards would you give it up for Stacy
5: good morning okay so experts say that every single person alive today has at some point in time been younger than they are right now
4: wait a minute experts where did you get that Wikipedia?
5: What's wrong with Wikipedia? Anyone
4: can edit it. That doesn't make them an expert.
5: Okay, fine. Let's just ask the church then. Can you raise your hands if at one point in time you were younger than you are right now?
4: All so, right, that proves nothing. But
5: Okay, okay. Go, I have more. I have more. Okay. According to a recent Harvard study, the vast majority of adults have had some type of parental experience. Like, Hold on. Okay
4: you don't need a Harvard study to tell you that the vast majority of us have had some type of parent. All of us have had some type of parenting in our life.
5: Well, not Mowgli from Jungle Book.
4: Oh my gosh, okay. Well, we will ask people, how many of you have had some type of parent who has helped to uh, help you grow up at some point in your life, anyone? Now, how many of you have been raised by wolves like Mowgli from the Jungle Book?
5: See, oh, I knew people. there would
4: be a couple of you. I mean,
5: <laughs> Okay, so the point I'm trying to make is that all of us have been young once, all of us have been parented by somebody, and actually, the way in which we were parented often influences the way we parent.
4: Yeah, that's true. The way that we were parented does influence the way that we parent our kids, and and I'm in a unique position here at Covenant where I get to spend a lot of time with parents and I get to see the challenges that high school and junior high students face. And I have young kids and I work closely with Stacy, and so I know the reality of what kids face today. And the truth is that it's much different than the reality that you guys faced when you were young. And so Even now, the challenges are completely different, and I'm convinced that the church has to step up and face some of these challenges that parents face head on.
5: Well, some of you may know our story, and some of you may not. Um, Tony and I have four children. Uh, We have Abby, who's 23, Megan, who's 21, Grayson, who's six, and Archer, who is four. Um, we raised Abby and Megan in the late 90s, and um, we adopted the little boys a couple years ago. Um, and as we were going through this process of adopting the little boys, um, Tony and I just had this moment where we looked at each other like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? Uh, this is crazy. Um, and it's, it was scary, but honestly, it wasn't just scary because we were 40 and we're starting over, um, but also that uh, we realized is it actually possible to raise some children in today's culture? It's just vastly different than it was 20 years ago.
4: Yeah, so you experienced raising your girls who are 20 now, and now you're raising four- and six-year-olds, and it's different. And, and I know that scripture gives us biblical principles on family and how we raise our children, but my fear is that we are just blindly going to be raising our kids the way that we were raised, expecting them to face the same challenges on the same timeline that we did. And the truth is, they're not going to. Technology has advanced to the point where you have the world at your fingertips right here in a cell phone. And so our children are gonna grow up being exposed to an alternative worldview, one that's not biblical at an earlier age than they have ever faced it before. And so we, as parents, need to wake up to this new reality. And so in the coming year, Pastor Travis, myself, Stacy will join us at times. We're going to begin to host these parent summits. And what we're going to do is we are going to try our very best to be proactive about some of these issues and some of these things. We're going to try to talk about really difficult topics, um, things like technology and addiction, things like anxiety and depression in teenagers. We're going to talk about how you as parents uh, and when you should approach really controversial topics with your kids, like uh, sex and gender and identity and, and lifestyle issues that we know and we're all a little bit nervous about. Uh, when do we talk to our kids about these things? And then we're gonna actually be really proactive and we're gonna talk about how we can raise our children with a biblical worldview so that when they are confronted with these alternatives, we can show them why God has provided a better way.
5: I'm really excited about these parent summits coming up. It's going to be so awesome and beneficial to all of us. Um, As a mom who has raised children to adulthood, um, I just realize the responsibility given to us to raise these kids to be kind, healthy, responsible adults. But um, I also realize the calling that we have had, that we have been given from God to raise these children to know him, and especially today. And I honestly cannot think of a higher calling than this.
4: Yeah, that's right. So I'm really excited. These summits will be available on video, so you don't have to be here. Um, You'll be able to access this stuff uh, really, really quickly. We're hoping to do this in the first quarter of next year, and I cannot wait to have those conversations with all of you guys. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. So last January, when we began this process of putting together a campaign um, because we felt that God was asking us to be obedient in preparing to move from portability to permanency. We did not have any specific location. We did not have any specific building. We just had, as a church, the faith that God was calling us to prepare. God was calling us to be obedient in preparing to go to move. And so as I mentioned before, we kicked off with a soft launch of the Again campaign that went well, and uh, cut to July, we entered into contract on this piece of property, which is just down the road, and it's awesome Uh, And and since then, you say, well, what's happened since then? Well, since then, we have been in a process of due diligence. That's what it's called. And due diligence, you say, what is that? Well, it's a lot of things. Um, Here's a couple of the things. Can we put a building on the land? We like the land, but can we actually put a building on it? Can we afford to put uh, a building on this land? We have to do things like soil testings to determine. This is all the fun stuff that you're so excited about. Soil testing to determine what type of septic system we need. Do we need a leech bed? Do we need a mound? Do we need something else? We have to do, uh, we had to figure out what type of well we can drill. We had to interview, uh, we had to interview civil engineers and architects and builders, and then we had to hire civil engineers, builders, and architects. We had to work with the county, work with the state, work with the EPA, um, work with zoning, work with the township, work with all these people. And so that's what we have been doing and it's been going phenomenal. It's been going really well. Now, what I would like to show you, because the list goes on and on and on, I mean, I have like a really long list here of all this stuff, what we've been doing, Um, but I want to get to exciting things. Um, Because I'm excited to share with you, hopefully, (laughs) share with you for the first time today an actual rendering of what our future building is potentially going to look like. Do you guys want to see that? Yeah? Cool. Check this out. Exciting stuff, right? You guys excited about that? Man, I got to tell you, so if I can be a little bit selfish for a second, it's really weird because like nine years ago, I didn't know any of you. We didn't know any of you. I I didn't know Pastor Seth. I did know Pastor David. um, And I knew my wife. And that was about that was about it. And uh, God gave us vision, and I just it's just weird for me. i got to be honest with you. It's such a wild reality to, to be, for us to be in a place like this, now having um, a vision for this building and land, when nine, ten years ago, it was, it was me by myself in my basement. It's just the weirdest thing. And it's just so cool how God can take a simple vision and dream, no matter who he gives it to, and be so faithful through it. You know what I mean? It's such an awesome thing. And uh, I'd really like to hear a little bit more about the design that went into us. Could you tell us about that, Pastor Seth? Yeah,
2: definitely. Check, check. Hey, uh, so one of the things that we were trying to do with this building is balance uh, the size and the fact that the bigger it is, the more expensive it is with um, our needs as a church. And uh, so we sort of came to a place where in a 12,000 square foot building um, with a mezzanine or a second floor in part of it, we have about 16,000, a little over 16,000 usable square feet in this design. We're really excited about that because that allows us to meet the needs of our immediate church size and ministry while also allowing for growth and development and expansion in other ways as well. In that auditorium that you saw, there's gonna be somewhere between 350 and 400 seats. So that means that every single person who attends uh, Covenant uh, as an adult will have uh, room for you to come and sit and and between two services, we'll be able to uh, house around a 1,000 people on the campus, which is really, really exciting, and we're going to talk more about the kids' side of that in a minute. One of the other things that we cared a great deal about is the flow of the building. We wanted to make sure that this building was um, inviting to a guest, inviting to somebody who was there for the first time, somebody who didn't quite know where to go. And so we wanted to avoid some of the uh, building designs where you end up down hallways and turning constantly to find the places that you're trying to go. We wanted a centrally located area that everyone could come into and disperse from very easily into their areas that they need to go. Their designated areas where ministry happens on a Sunday morning and beyond. And so we cared a great deal about making sure that we had a centralized, spacious lobby where, uh, as people dismiss from church, they don't feel the need to immediately leave uh, just to make room for those who are coming. They can stand and talk with their friends and have a little bit of fellowship before moving on to Fiesta Mariachi or wherever you're going Amen. to lunch. Uh, Amen. We also cared a great deal about... You know I'm right. Uh, we also cared a great deal about uh, the overall design being uh, cost effective, but uh, also not ugly. And so we, we have been careful in uh, balancing those things and finding the, the right types of surfaces, the right types of materials to keep our costs as low as possible, while also having a good, fresh, new look and a church building that we can be proud of and excited to call home and have church in every single week.
1: That's great. I mean, those were our three main priorities when we were thinking about this. You know, it has to be cost effective. We are stewarding God's money, and we are all investing in this. And so we want to use that as effectively as possible. And, uh, and we have been very dogged at, like, how much does this asphalt cost? Is there a cheaper asphalt? Can we put, you know, like just every single what type of building material. I'm thankful for our builder. You're going to hear about more, more about him in a moment, who's been great to work with. Our kids space, we know that our children's ministry has to be great, safe, and secure, it's not something we can skimp on. And then also it has to be big enough to house us as a church, and also um, moving forward, be able to house us as well. But I didn't see any kids space. Pastor David, can you tell me about why that is? There will be kids space, I
4: promise you. Um, One of the reasons why is because we're still working that process out. The design for the kids area is not finished. Um, It is close, Uh, we didn't show that in the walkthrough because it's kind of, uh, it looks like classrooms. Um, and empty rooms aren't all that exciting. So uh, we, we have some really exciting things. I'm just going to verbally tell you about them. Number one is that we have a secure kids space. It will be doors that can lock. We'll have a check-in area where we can fit a lot of people coming in and out. But once you go through those doors to check your kids in, it will go into a large Open lobby, a place where uh, you're not going to be confined to little hallways bumping around with strollers and baby carriages. There's going to be a large open space um, where you're going to be able to drop your kids off. You're going to be able to socialize. We're going to have a large space for worship for our children where we can fit multiple age groups at one time. Um, but that space will also be able to double as space for, like, a student event or a sea life leader training or uh, something like that, which is really cool. It's an important thing for us to be able to have um, flexible space as well. Um, Our kids' space will be on the side of the building that has two stories. So some of those kids' classrooms will be downstairs, and some of those kids' classrooms will have to be upstairs. Where uh, where I'm particularly excited is we're going to be moving from three – Uh, three children's areas, which is what we have now by necessity, to actually seven different age groups. And so we're going to be able to teach kids in a much more age-appropriate way. I'm so excited. I know our teachers will be excited about that as well. And then also, this isn't really kids space related, but that side of the building will have an office space dedicated
1: um, for the staff and our interns uh, on that second floor as well. That's awesome, thank you. So you're probably wondering, like, this is great. When is this happening? And that's a great question. But before we can really accurately answer that, I've got to kind of fill you in. I I mentioned that this land, half of this land, was charitably donated, which is uh, an extreme blessing, to say the least, uh, because there's no way that we could have afforded this land in our current state. And so uh, because of that, in the AGAIN campaign, we have raised $150,000, What we need to do as a church is we need to purchase this land. So we need to immediately raise another $150,000, to be honest with you, because when we are able to purchase this land outright, and of course, we can get a loan for this land, but we don't want to do that. We want to buy this land outright. As soon as we do that, that opens up a whole lot more for us in terms of financing and equity to actually build this building. Um, So a lot of us have given towards this. A lot of us haven't. And so what we're gonna be asking you to do is to pray, to think about it. How could we invest? What could we be a part of? And I'm hoping that, Pastor David, you can give us a little bit more details on the finances. Can you do that for us?
4: Yes, absolutely. So to give you an idea, um, Pastor Travis uh, is absolutely right. We definitely need to raise some more funds, but there's some amazing things happening. Number one is that God has given us an architect um, who has just been amazing. His name is Craig Frazier. A builder. I'm sorry. Yeah. His name is Craig Frazier and he is is invested in this project. He's invested in the vision of our church. He is genuinely uh, praying over this situation and he's doing this for essentially his cost. Um, He's taking a 3% profit basically to cover his overhead and the gas in his trucks on this entire project. Hold on. That is a God is that, thing. Is that, that, that normal? To that's not normal. That's not normal. No.
1: Okay. We just, yeah, that's amazing.
4: And, and it's important because as we've researched, as we've talked to architects and builders and walked through uh, with church experts, this is this is important, okay? The, the overwhelming consensus is that if you're gonna build a building, you need to expect to pay between 200 and $250 per square foot. 200 to $250 per square foot. And as we've looked around Columbus, there's other churches that are about our size that are currently building projects of $9 million, uh, projects that will cost $6 million. We've walked through multiple churches in our community, both of which would cost well over $3 million for us to move into. and, and we've just, we just can't forget that we are stewards of God's money and, mm-hmm. and you guys are donating and we are donating. And so we just, man, we have been praying that God would give us better. And through Craig and through the architects and the design that Pastor Seth and we've all worked so hard on, I'm excited to tell you that our per square foot cost is looking like it's going to be at about $135 That's a square awesome. foot. That's awesome. So what that does is it it puts our building costs somewhere in the neighborhood of 2 to $2.3 million. That's awesome. That's a lot of money, but that's that's actually incredibly, incredibly good. Yeah. So there's certainly some flexibility in that cost. We're still in the preliminary stages. And so for the next... minute or two here. I'm just gonna use $2 million as our baseline number so that you guys can have an idea of where we are. So how many people are numbers people in here? I just want the numbers, okay. Well, for those of you who aren't, pay attention. This affects you as well. Um, Man, so if our building cost is at $2 million, currently our church, uh, we can afford to borrow, we think it's responsible to borrow, uh, no more than $1.4 million. And so that leaves us a gap. Now, on our end, what we're going to do is we're going to work our tails off to get that $2 million way closer to $1.4 million. And we're going to do that by going with different subcontractors who are licensed and asking them to donate time, labor, materials. We've already had some of those conversations, and they've been really encouraging, there's other builder organizations, Christian builder organizations, where uh, you can go through an application process, and they will bring in groups of people for weeks at a time to perform labor on your church at no cost. Mm-hmm. And so we're going through those application processes looking to do that. Um, I, have a, I have a really strong feeling that a lot of us in this room are going to be investing our own sweat equity at times in this project And I think that's actually a really awesome thing. It's a great opportunity. But if we wanna build soon, we still have to narrow that gap between the 1.4 and the $2 million. We'll do our side of things. But what we need you guys to do is continue to pray and pray and pray. And, And the fastest way to narrow that gap, understand this, the fastest way is if the people who currently attend our church begin to tithe. Because here's the deal. Every dollar that is added to our budget that is tithed, we get three to four dollars back that we can borrow responsibly. And so roughly, if we gained 10 new tithing families, 10 families over this next few months who tithed, uh, we would narrow that gap by about $200,000. And so instead of building in four or five years after a lot of saving, we might be breaking ground next summer, which I think is prayerfully what we would all really like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we love this theater. God has been good to us here, but I think moving into a permanent location just it has so many benefits for ministry and for uh, families and for students and for kids that, that I'm excited about. And so I'm excited, I know there's a gap, but there is a huge opportunity for God to show up, there's a huge opportunity for our church to show up, and so we can absolutely,
1: absolutely do this. 100%, I agree with you. And you might be sitting there saying like, well, why don't we just get a bigger loan? And that definitely is a way to go. But once again, we can't stress enough how we are we are called to be good stewards of God's finances. And so we don't want to get into a position where we as a church Yes, we get into a new building, but now we have no dollars for children's ministry. Now we have no dollars to send to our missionaries. Now I have to fire everybody on staff. We just don't wanna do that. We just They don't wanna do that either. And in fact, when we're closer to that 1.4, we're actually getting closer to matching what we actually pay now for our theater and for our uh, for our office space. And so we feel like that is responsible for us. And so first things first, we want to, as a church... Um, we want to commit our plans to the Lord. And so I'm gonna invite you to do that. That might seem uh, very, very kind of a funny first step, but we don't feel that it is. We've worked very hard and our team has worked very hard to, to bring you very accurate information to design and build something that would not only be functional, but would be practical, would be practical throughout the week, would serve us well for years and years and years and years to come. And so we have done that. So this is the information, and what I'm asking us to do now as a family is to commit these plans to the Lord. Does that make sense? Scripture teaches us that we are to hand our plans to God and to commit them to him. So I'm going to ask you and invite you right now, if you would, to the right or left side of you. You'll notice that there should be uh, a little juice cup and a cracker in there. You can grab that out if you'd like to. In fact, Zach, would you grab that box Could you bring that up here to us? We're going to, in a moment, take communion together as a church. Please don't do that yet. But if you are a follower of Christ, um, if you are a follower of Christ, we're going to invite you to take part in this communion with us. You can go ahead and start to play a little bit, Dylan. Hasn't this been a good day? This is cool. This is good stuff. I'm gonna ask if you would, just to kind of hold on to that for a moment. And if you would, just bow your heads and pray with me this morning. In fact, I'm gonna lead us in some prayer, then give you some space to dedicate these plans to the Lord as well. This is very encouraging. This is very exciting. But it doesn't matter how encouraging or exciting it is if we don't hand off these plans to God. We don't want to do anything outside of God's agenda, no matter how cool it looks, how fun it would be, how much easier our videos would play on a Sunday morning. We don't want to do anything outside of God's agenda. So right now, would you as a church, would we as a church ask that we hear correctly from God, that we have heard correctly, and he continues to open doors for us? Would you just pray that to yourself right now? If you would now, with your eyes closed, your heads bowed, would you give this land over to God? Say, God, would you take this land, take this building, would you use it to bring revival to our city? And I want you, as you're praying, I want you to think of friends and family that do not know Christ that will be walking through these doors one day. I want you to think of your sons and your daughters that will grow up and run through these halls and one day lead this church. And the thousands of people that we have not met yet that will come to Christ because of God's faithfulness in building his church. Father, today we dedicate these plans to you. And God, this is tough work, but it's good work. May we be found faithful, Lord. I ask that we have stewarded this correctly that we continue to. I ask that as a church community, we have been faithful, not only in giving, but in praying and supporting. God, you talk about when we come together and agree in prayer, how powerful that is. So today, in full unity, we commit these plans to you knowing that you are the owner of every single thing. We'll continue to pray. We thank you, Jesus, in advance. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all said, amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 says this. Jesus is having a dinner with his friends his disciples. And he says, and when Jesus had given thanks, he broke the bread. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Now do this, eat this in remembrance of me. Father, today we eat of this bread, the representation of the broken body of Jesus Christ, who was splayed out on the cross to offer us hope, forgiveness, and love. We eat this in remembrance of you. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Drink this, do this as often as you drink in remembrance of me. Father, we not only thank you for the broken body of Christ, Lord, we thank you for the saving nature of his blood because without the spilling of blood, there is no remission of sins. And so we claim today that not only is Jesus Christ our Lord and there is no God but him, we also claim that there is no hope for any of us apart from the spilling of Jesus' blood on that cross. We remember you. We remember his blood. In Jesus' name. If you could make sure to grab those and any of them that are sitting next to you and throw them away on the way out and let's pray together this morning father once again we want to unite as a church and just thank you for all that you've done all that you continue to do how you continue to work and move and save souls put families back together God, what you are building here is very unique and very special. Keep us from messing it up. Keep us from turning the wrong way. May we be found faithful. And may we we as a church community, each one of us take ownership in this church from serving to giving to praying to leading Thank you for what you've called us to. We praise you for what you've done. And we thank you in advance for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to this message from Covenant Church. For more information on our ministries or to hear more messages just like this, visit us at covenantchurch.us.